Hello and welcome to the podcast, A Voice for the Hurting. This is season three, a season dedicated entirely to stories of how God is faithful through the roughest times in our lives. I truly believe that we can gain in faith and hope through other people's stories and testimonies. So pull up a chair, listen closely, and be encouraged by today's story. Okay, today it is my pleasure to introduce Travis Peterson. He is an author and a designer, and he's going to talk to us today about his story of God's faithfulness in his journey. So hello, Travis. Tell me about your daughter. Yeah, so um, Esther is four years old now, and uh, she was born here in Norway. And uh, my my wife and I... um, I'll just tell the quick story of how we came up with the name Esther, and that'll kind of give a little backstory with us too. We we met in Youth with a Mission, which is a large uh, missions organization, and we were based in Hawaii at um, their campus there. And uh, so, my my wife at the time, my girlfriend, she well, we weren't even girlfriend. Is when we first met, she was a student, and I was a graphic designer for the campus. And uh, we started talking and she said that she needed to do a paper on the book of Esther. And so I offered to help her being, you know, the, the charming guy that I was, I thought <laughs> I would help her write her paper. And we sat down, I had this three ring binder with the whole book of Esther printed out. I was ready to really go to work. And, and uh, we sat down for four hours, never even opened the book of Esther. We, we talked about everything else under the sun for four hours. It was like midnight before we were finished. And, <laughs> and that was kind of the start of our relationship, you might say. Every night after that, we were, we were sitting on park benches talking and, and uh, you know, spending time together. So we knew after we got married that if we had a daughter, her name kind of had to be Esther. So <laughs> Did you ever get to help her with the project? I never helped her. She did everything herself. She didn't need my help. So yeah, (laughs) but uh, yeah, we we had a son first. His name is Aiden. And um, we lived in Georgia for three years before moving to Norway. And he was born there. And then Esther was born here in Norway. Um, And Esther, we didn't find out until a few months after she was born that she was actually born completely deaf. Yeah. And that came as a shock to us because there's no one in our family, uh, either side, who are deaf that we're aware of. So it turns out that each of us had this chromosome that happened to match up to to give her the right, you know, genetics to be born deaf. And and it was quite remarkable in a way, but but also it just floored us. We were not expecting that at all. She, Did she have any symptoms that let you realize that something was wrong? Or like what, well, what brought you to that conclusion? You know, early on, she had her hearing tests um, before she could even show any symptoms. And, and she failed those tests. But even with those tests, we were told that um, this happens, there might be fluid in her ears. Uh, don't worry about it right now, you know, that kind of thing. But after a few months, I can remember, um, we had my wife, her name is Anna Barrett, her, her parents came over for dinner one night. And right as they 
came in the door, there was a loud like clapping sound or something dropped. There was a sudden loud noise and Esther didn't respond at all. And it was in that moment that it hit me. She, she didn't hear this. Yeah. Words. This, this could be a real possibility. And uh, it was all I could do to hold it together while my in-laws were here for dinner. Um, and as soon as they left, I, I just broke down. I'm an, I'm an emotional guy. I don't mind crying, you know. Yeah, you might good. see me tearing up even now. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I just had to tell my wife, you know, I think this is real. And um, we had a few more tests and, and she failed each of those tests. And eventually, um, I think it was around five or six months after she was born, she received um, hearing aids. And that was basically just to stimulate her hearing nerves until she could receive cochlear implants, which uh, she did when she was nine months old. And wow. I, did, I wondered how early they could give those. Yeah. Yeah. I think it used to be a year. Yeah. Um, but, but now, at least here in Norway, uh, we could go that early. Um, and, um, just really quick. If yeah. this, somebody doesn't know what a cochlear implant is, can you describe that? Yes, absolutely. In fact, I happen to have these fake implants. This is just kind of what you get on a doll or a stuffed animal or something. That's how we got them. But they look like a hearing aid or maybe a larger hearing aid. This is a, a battery pack on the bottom. It's quite quite larger than a normal hearing aid. And then you have this coil that goes up to a magnet. And this magnet attaches to the side of the head where there's an implant under the skin. Wow. And that implant sends a message into uh, the, we call it the snail house, the, the cochlea of the ear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, stimulates the, the hair nerves or whatever it's, I forget the terms now, but um, it basically does all the work that the cochlea can't do and uh or you know the different parts of the year can't do so it's it's really a remarkable piece of yeah, technology yeah. yeah it's fascinating to me what god has allowed um, yeah. medical technology to advance to right right so there's um with the coil that goes into the ear there's 22 different nodes on it and somehow that rep that sort of stimulates or represents I forget how many different hair cells within the cochlear. It's like thousands, sixteen thousand, or something like that. That made yeah. that number may be off, but even the surgeon, when he was explaining it all to us, he said, "I don't exactly know how this works, but it does." Yeah. And the whole time I'm saying, <laughs> "I know how it works." Yes, yes, <laughs> you know, exactly. God is awesome, and he that's gives right. Us Amen. Awesome, you know, knowledge and and experience and how to how to create things like this. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. But, yeah. So how did you feel as a parent going into this surgery? It, it was nerve wracking. You know, Esther was nine months old. She's, she was a little thing. And, and, um, to send her into surgery, uh, it, it was hard. Um, it was pretty much all day. And I think it went for a few hours longer than it was supposed to. So then we weren't hearing anything as well. So we were, we were really nervous about, yeah. you know, how things were going. And um, turns out they they had a little trouble getting one into her cochlea, but 
other than that, everything went fine. So, uh, it, it was a good surgery and, and, uh, then the, uh, you have to have everything bandaged up and, you know, stitched and everything. And, and that all comes out within, I think the bandages were removed within a day. Okay. And the stitches, of course, maybe a week or so later, I can't remember. So it was, it was pretty quick, um, recovery time. Yeah. 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 Did, how did she respond once she could have those nerves stimulated? Like, <laughs> yeah. So it was a month later when her sound was turned on yeah. and um, what they do is they, they, they start at zero, basically zero volume and they gradually increase the volume over a day or so. And um, you, if you've seen any videos of kids getting these cochlear implants for the first time, usually you see this big response and, and we tell people that's usually not the case. Yeah. Um, they usually, usually for those videos, it's not actually the first time they're hearing, um, because the volume is so low, they're, they're not going to have a response like that typically. Right. right. Um, so that yeah, was the case the, for us. Yeah. I think the only videos I've seen have been adults who either haven't seen in, or haven't heard in years, um, or mm -hmm. have never all. Mm -hmm. And I haven't seen actually kids ones. Now I'm curious, <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I can see why that wouldn't necessarily give a huge response. How do right. they, how do they adjust the volume? They, um, they have to connect the, the devices, the hearing aid part of it to their computer and they increase the volume. Well, actually, no, I'm sorry. I'm telling you wrong. We, we have a, a remote where we can adjust the volume. Okay. Um, you guys have and one actually there there's an app for the devices as well. And we can use that to adjust the volume. Isn't so, that fascinating? Yeah. 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 It's really cool. So it, you know, after a few days, we eventually got up to a volume where she could hear normal sounds and started to kind of introduce those sounds to her. And I think it was about a month, maybe six weeks later, she said her first word, mama. Wonderful. That fast. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course it came out like mama, 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 mama. Yeah. We'll yeah. That's usually how mama. babies do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that was, that was really amazing to me that, that she could start speaking so soon. You yeah. Know, because, um, yeah, you know, a, a firstborn baby may take several months to say their first word. So the fact that she had only been hearing for about six weeks is pretty impressive. Yeah, that feels like a miracle in itself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, Esther is now four years old and she is doing fantastic. Um, she's learning both Norwegian and English. And uh, we have felt that it was very important to also teach her sign language. Yeah. So, um, and that's something we're learning also. Uh, so it's not like we had sign language already. We're, we're all learning that. So it's kind of a slow process, but she's learning Norwegian sign language as well as some ASL mixed in. And it's so it's really she's learning four languages. Exactly. Right. Cause exactly. Um, I understand that uh, the different sign languages are different for different mm -hmm. cultures. Are there some that are the same? Like some There words? are some that are very similar. Mm -hmm. um, 
I don't know that any are exactly the same. Pretty much yeah. every country has their own sign language, so to speak. Uh, the alphabet can be similar, especially. And the American al alphabet, the sign language alphabet, and the Norwegian sign language alphabet is also very similar. Um, Norwegians have three extra letters in oh. their alphabet, and a few of the letters are signed differently but for the most part it's it's the same um and then you also have natural signs that are the kind of universal um like most people for elephant they would do this you yeah know? so yeah yeah so there's uh there's some similarities um but certainly not the same language right yeah so is she was actually they told us a couple of years ago in her preschool that she was sort of the model of the model communicator in her class like she was actually advanced compared to the other kids in her class a couple of years ago so that that was that was really cool to hear and i think you know learning multiple languages and learning the sign languages always helps with that mm -hmm. um, a lot of audiologists will discourage kids with cochlear implants to learn sign language because they think it's better to focus on speaking and, and encouraging that uh, right. solely. But, um, you know, I, I think sign language can only help. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I was wondering uh, how much she's progressed since then. So do you think that she pretty much has the uh, vocabulary of a normal four-year-old? I think so. Yeah. Um, especially vocally, uh, she speaks very well Norwegian and she can actually say something in Norwegian to my wife and then repeat it to me in English. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> blows my mind, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, I can't even do that hardly. So <laughs> I'm still <laughs> learning Norwegian after five years of being here. So, um, yeah. Well, and little kids are sponges for learning. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah, so uh, it's it's been quite a journey, and it's it hasn't been an easy journey. Um, it's it's had its bumps in the road, and um, I'll just give an example. Last summer, we were actually on vacation, and um, Esther had picked up the little remote that we have for her devices, and she was playing with that. It was just before bedtime, and something happened she started screaming ah. and my wife was there with her and uh she i think she was reaching for her head or something and and my wife took off one side uh, one of the devices off and uh it, it was kind of a traumatizing situation and and she wasn't willing to put that that one side back on wow and uh we weren't sure what had happened we don't know what she pushed. We don't know what, yeah, she had actually hit her head like 30 minutes before that. So we didn't know if maybe something was damaged to one of the implants. Um, we just didn't know. And so after a few days, we came home and I, she was actually sleeping on my lap and I was trying to reconnect that device. I just kept putting it on her head and she would take it off so she was awake enough to do that each time and eventually she took both of her devices off wow and she wouldn't put either one back on and um 
I, I was just devastated once again. Yeah. You know, suddenly it was like that feeling that we had when we first learned that she was deaf because her sound was taken away again. Yeah. And, you know, she was, she was, is, and was always deaf. Yeah. The devices don't mean that she is suddenly a hearing child. Right. She's always deaf. And for a while, it was really challenging because we realized just how much sign language we were missing in yeah. our vocabulary. Right. And, um, things like, you know, telling her what we're getting ready to do, helping her get ready for the day. Um, you know, we have sort of a family time, devotional time, prayer time right before bed. And even that was a challenge. Like, how do we sign these verses or these Bible stories or or sign how we pray? Or, you know, she loves to sing and suddenly she's missing that. She's right. missing us singing as a family. And and uh, so that that was really tough. I was kind of preparing for the long haul. I, I really didn't know how long it would be before she decided to put her her implant or her devices back on. Um, I had read that some kids can go years without wow. putting them back on. Yeah. But uh, fortunately, with some in encouragement from my wife and, and um, you know, different circumstances, it, it only lasted about four weeks. Okay, good. So, yeah. Still um, probably four terrifying weeks. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, sort of preparing for the worst. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, after four weeks, she was wearing them again and, and we slowly increased the volume and, uh, and now she's of course back to normal and, um, loving hearing, loving sounds, discovering new sounds. Like I said, she loves to sing, um, she writes her own songs oh, <laughs> for does a four she? year that's, old. She, that's wonderful. she just sings, you know, makes up her own lyrics and, and it's, it's, it's incredible. So she, she's a, a beautiful girl. Yeah. 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 So you have two books. Mm, Can you tell, tell my audience about them and how you came to decide to write those? Yeah. So as I was learning Norwegian sign language, especially, um, I just saw the need to really bring awareness to sign language and to encourage other families of kids with cochlear implants that um, they're not alone and to bring awareness to cochlear implants and deafness to the world. You know, these books are not just for families with cochlear implants. They're, they're for any child. Um, but Ada and the Helpers is my, my first book. Um, this is uh, a children's book about a dancing deaf fox named Ada yes. and Ada on her way to a talent show. One day she meets three other creatures who are each facing different challenges of their own. Um, like she meets a mole who can't see well in the daylight and she meets a finch who stutters um a snake who loves to eat fruit but he doesn't know how to reach the the fruit in the tree and um with each of these new friends that she meets along the way she 
helps them to sort of find their God-given natural strengths. And, uh, and then they return the favor in the end and, and, um, and help her in the talent show. And, and the way that they're able to help her is, is uh, such a, a great story in itself. And um, so I don't want to give away the ending, but, but anyways, with, with this book on, on every page, there is a word spelled out in the ASL alphabet. Um, I'm not sure if you can see it, but here there's yeah. Um, and each, each page has a word spelled out so kids can learn the ASL alphabet. They can learn, they can start practicing finger spelling and all that. And then with the hardcover, it also comes, uh, the dust jacket is reversible and it's an ASL alphabet chart that That's wonderful. can hang on the wall. So, um, you know, as a book designer, I, I really want to go all out and make it a special book you know yeah. kind of a, one that kids would want to hold on to families would want to hold on to for a long time and yeah. and i think i succeeded in that so yeah really pleased with how it turned out yeah yeah it's great yeah yeah uh so i have a 10 year old i i feel like i might have mentioned that to you maybe not but um she actually has a friend who has cochlear implants and when she was a little younger, she had trouble saying words. So she needed speech therapy and go through all these things. And so we read that book and she just loved it. Oh. Even at 10, which I don't know what age range you intended it for. Cause she's reading like chapter books and everything now. Yeah. And she's passed speech therapy. She's graduated from it. Uh, but I just think it's a beautiful thing you've made oh, there. That's yeah. really great. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I didn't really touch on, but um, there's something called Ling sounds, which helps hard of hearing people kind of determine how much of the vocal spectrum they can hear. And so yeah. I wanted to introduce those Ling sounds in the book as well. So each character has a Ling sound connected to them uh, to help with that. So, yeah, the book is uh, it, it actually won some awards recently um from the eric hoffer book awards uh not first place but i was i was in the short list for the grand prize i was also on the short list for the uh debut authors and oh. the also the uh children's books category i was an honorable mention so really proud of of mm -hmm. that and and being recognized um for those honors yeah well and yeah, your heart is in it for a very special reason. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not just absolutely. book that you wrote. Yeah. Oh, uh, what about the other book? Yeah. So, uh, never ever build a blanket fort is um, my latest book. It's it's not out yet. It's in pre-order stage right now. But it's uh, it's just kind of a really fun book. Um, it's about a, a brother and sister who. Uh, they set out to build a blanket fort and as their imaginations sort of take off, this blanket fort begins to evolve into a castle. Yeah. And so then they have to defend the castle against um, sort of the, the most unlikely of villains. And uh, it's, it's just a really fun story that the sister in the story also has cochlear implants, but the, the book is not anything about that at all. I just wanted to bring it there again for awareness, you know, to, to kind of make it a normal thing in, in 
the homes of these, you know, the readers. And um, but the the whole story is is kind of loosely based on the armor of God. Uh, so when the kids put on their armor, then suddenly they have the the courage they need to face the villains that are attacking the castle. So um, it's it's just you know it's it's not a biblical story per se, but um, I just want to kind of reinforce that biblical principle of the armor of God, and uh, it's it's a fun story, and I can't wait to actually get the books in my hand. I, I think it's going to be uh, loved by all kinds of kids. So I can't wait. So let's, let's shift a little bit mm-hmm. and talk about um, how have you seen God throughout your journey then? How have I seen God throughout my journey? Um, I think it's, it's really been in how people have responded to not only these books, but Esther's story and how they have been encouraged and impacted you know, I, I kind of have a little bit of a voice now on social media, especially in, in sharing Esther's journey and and seeing other families who have been impacted by certain, you know, similar situations and how they've been encouraged. I just had someone, I believe she was from Turkey, reached out to me and uh, they're kind of in a similar situation. Their daughter is in need of cochlear implants and, and um, she had found my social media page and and um, reached out just f- for some encouragement and and asked some questions and so for God to kind of put me in that position where I can help and encourage others uh, who have deaf or hard of hearing children I think it's you know I'm I'm grateful for that voice that I can have mm-hmm. um, I'm also grateful you know for the pain that we've experienced. The yeah. hurt that we have experienced that we can that we can encourage others in that that they're not alone I that's think right that's, that's such a, a comforting thing to hear that's right that you're not alone and that, that's one of my passions yeah is that yeah because we feel like we are especially like right when you realized that about mm-hmm. your daughter wasn't that kind of the first thing you felt is oh Absolutely. my gosh yeah like you might not know anyone else with a child like that, but there are people out there and the people in your life can still come alongside of you, even if they're not experiencing what you did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. So, you know, I I talked about the, uh, the story of last summer and Esther losing her devices for a while. And God just really spoke to me in that moment that he, he is with us and he's, he's working through this. Yeah there there were weeks that we weren't sure if god was hearing us yeah right um you know you pray you pour out your heart and you don't hear any reply or anything but but god was working through the circumstance yeah already that's right he was already there he was already working and and um i was reminded of that after after she began to hear again, after she began to use the devices again, that, that he was right there the whole time. Yeah. I didn't need to worry. Yeah. You know? He's, yeah. he's well, always there. Yeah. What yeah. would you say to someone who's facing this today? Uh, well, I think it would be that, uh, you know, God is always here. He's, he's working. And I love that verse, you know, that, that he is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. 
Yes. Um, not only is God showing us the next step, but he will also reveal the longer path in front of you. And, um, you know, just take it, take it a step at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, God is with us and he's already working in your life, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through. Um, you know, deafness is really not the end of the world, even though we felt like it in the beginning, yeah. it's not yeah. the end of the world. There are people who are living amazing lives as deaf people, even without cochlear implants. Um, but there are other people who are going through much worse and much harder things than we are. And I think the same encouragement applies. You know, God is with you. He will help you through the journey um, every step of the way. That's right. Now that she's the age that she is and she's developing more normally, is there anything different going forward that you have to worry about compared to a, let's call it typical child? She'll still need some help in school. Um, she will still need to, uh, you know, make sure that if she's in a classroom that she has the, the optimal settings in the classroom. Um, it's still difficult for her to hear if there's a lot of noise, you know, white noise in the room or just, you know, ambiance, so to speak. Crowded situations can be very difficult. So, you know, she'll need help to kind of adjust those situations, to adjust classrooms and, and uh, maybe a one-on-one -on -one at times to, to help with the communication. Um, so there are things that we have to think about going forward and, and how to plan those situations the best. Um, right. Smaller classrooms. We're even considering homeschooling possibly in the future. We don't know yeah. for sure, but um, we think that she would really benefit from that. And then just, uh, you know, making sure that she has every communication source possible. You know, um, we're still in the beginning stages, you might say, of sign language. And I want to continue. I want to yeah. I want to continue learning and and hopefully one day be somewhat fluent and and encourage that with her and the whole family as well. So, yeah, there's there's plenty ahead to work on. And you know what? Like I said, she's she'll always be deaf and there's a possibility that she could lose her devices again. Um, things can happen. Uh, implants can fail. You know, there it's different circumstances happen. So uh, we have to be prepared for those things somehow or another. Right. Yeah. Is the the implant, is that something permanent from now till adulthood or do they ever have to change that? They do have to change it. I think I've heard it's about every 20 years. Okay. Uh, yeah. So. so you'll eventually have to face that as well. Right. Yeah. And they, they can fail. Um, yeah. And, you know, sometimes they can be rejected and, and so forth. So uh, sometimes they have to go in earlier to replace them. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned the one verse that uh, that you brought you hope. Is there any other verses that you've gone to for hope? So I, I really think Philippians 4 verses, starting with verse six, I believe it is, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God yes. and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Um, that's sort of been kind of a, a verse for our family. 
um, to, to try to put our anxiety and our worries aside, uh, put them at the feet of Jesus and just rely on his trustworthiness yeah. and uh, yeah, just rest in him. I think as a parent, that's a really good thing for anyone to hear, even if they have a typical child or a child with no, you know, immediate <laughs> mm-hmm. challenges where we all worry about our kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I, I really want, we talked about my book, Ada and the Helpers, and, and I really wanted to encourage kids to help. Yeah. You know, we're, we're in trying times right now. Yes, we are. Uh, we had this whole situation in Texas, which we don't need to get into, but more than ever, kids need to learn to help others and, yes. and not hurt each other. So um, I think that's an important, important lesson that I hope that they receive from my book. I agree. Amen to that. Thank you. Sure. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say to my audience? They can find me at uh, launchmissioncreative.com if you're looking to order my book or if you're an author and you need a book designed, um, you can find me there. My author page is travisdpeterson.com. And my book, uh, Ada and the Helpers, is also available pretty much anywhere books are sold online. Uh, it's on Amazon and, and anywhere else. Uh, but the hardcover is special. You got to get the hardcover for the poster. Don't order the don't order the paperback. Get the hardcover. <laughs> um, so yeah. All right. Thank you so very much for talking with me today. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. I'm so glad to have been invited and and to get to know you a bit. And and uh, I appreciate this opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to A Voice for the Hurting. You can find information on today's guest in the description below, plus links to follow A Voice for the Hurting on Facebook and Instagram. Join us next week for more inspiring stories to strengthen you on your journey.